Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back today to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. Yesterday, I started talking to you about why I voted for President Trump in this coming election, 2020. I did an early vote already. We're now residents here in North Carolina, and we can early vote. And by the way, if you're not yet registered, you can still vote in North Carolina up until the 30th. You can go to the place that you vote with your driver's license and register and vote right away. So don't say, well, I can't vote because I'm not registered. You can only do that to the 30th. That's when the cutoff is, the 30th. And so uh, that's going to be your last day. So you still got time to get out there and cast your vote on November 3rd. Whether we'll know the, the results on November 4th is going to be a different story. But I'm here to tell you, it's probably one of the m- more important elections of our time. We are so divided as a nation. And the different platforms that are out there and where they want to take America, the Democrat Party, it is an election between good and evil. I'm not necessarily talking about the people, the persons that we're voting for. I'm talking about the platforms that they represent. And please understand this. The persons, you're not, they're not going to be perfect men. None of them will be. There's flaws in both of them. But the reason why I cast my vote for President Trump, and I could go through a number of reasons, you know, for his stand for Israel and for his stand for traditional marriage and for his stand for our Second Amendment rights and, and economic policies that he's put in place, and you can go through there. But I believe, as I talked about yesterday, and I want to return a little bit more to that today, is how he has handled perhaps one of the most difficult crises that any president could ever deal with, and that was COVID-19. I believe that even though the, the Democrat Party has tried to make this look like this is his biggest failure, I believe he has handled it admirably. Now, yesterday I played for you the interview that Vice President Mike Pence had made with Mark Levin. If you did not hear that, You've got to go to our website, fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com, and listen to that, uh, to that interview. In there, uh, Mike Pence eloquently laid out, here's what we did, here's what we were facing. And, and I believe, honestly, uh, if you listen with an open mind, you've got to come away with that saying, wow, I am thankful these things were done. Now, we were facing a great deal of unknowns. At the beginning, we didn't know how bad, how deadly this thing was going to be. I really didn't think it was that bad until I started hearing what was coming, uh, going on in Europe, especially over in Italy. And that's when I started paying attention uh, to this. And I, I honestly believe that we dodged a big bullet. Now, it's bad that 200,000 people died with COVID. And I'm going to talk a little bit later about whether dying of COVID or dying with COVID. It's a big difference. You can die of something else but also have COVID in your diagnosis. But it doesn't mean that that was the, uh, the thing that brought about your end. And it gives us a false understanding of how deadly or lack of this virus actually is. 
And the truth is, most people who get it survive it. You know, if you're young in certain age groups there, 99% of the people survive this. And so now it could have been, could have been more, more deadly. We were expecting at the very beginning, 2 million, some were saying 200 million people. Now, if that's the case, if that's what we're looking at, then 200,000, we'll take that any day over 2 million. And regardless of what party was in, this, would, this was a challenging issue to deal with. But the Democrats, this is their opportunity to hang Trump out to dry and try to look at, oh, he's mishandled this and all that stuff and, and, and everything else. And the fact is, is that when he did act, the other side was saying, you're being outrageous. You're shutting down travel from, uh, uh, from China. That's uh, xenophobic and, and racist and, and all that type of stuff. The fact is, is that the Democrats would have been late. And had they acted later, it would have created more opportunity for this to do more harm for us. And you can't deny that if you have a reasonable um, thoughts on this situation. So, but that's how the Democrats are going to play this. Be afraid. Be very afraid. And because Trump's not treating this with fear and respect and, and as hiding in our bubbles and wearing our mask and all that type of stuff, uh, because he's you know being cavalier about it all there and saying that, well, we're just going to have to face this thing. And, and, and stuff, and, you know, he is mishandling this and he deserves to be, you know, voted out and let's put in Joe and, and he's going to do it right. Well, we have no guarantee he, he would have done it any better. It's, it's all supposition. We don't know. There's, there's no cold, hard facts to say that had they done this, it would have been different. Or if Trump had done certain, something's different, it would have had a different result. We don't know. But what we do know is that our national reserves were emptied out because the former administration did not replace them in how they handled H1N1, and it left the government with pretty much nothing, and they had to get going and get going fast. And the amazing speed that they got things accomplished is, in the, president, in the words of President Trump, huge. It is. And so because of how he managed it, I believe, uh, he deserves our vote. Now, by the way, I want to talk a little bit more about the people dying of COVID and dying with COVID. You may not be aware of this, but it is true that hospitals are paid more if a patient dies of COVID or is treated with COVID. If that gets put on the hospital diagnosis on the sheets, and when these things are turned into Medicare, uh, the government passed um, the CARES Act, and they allotted $30 billion to reimburse hospitals that would be paid through Medicare to hospitals for treatment of uh, uh, patients with covid and so if that gets put on, on the medical charts of that patient, especially if they die of it, these hospitals get paid bigger money. Let me give you an example. If a patient died of pneumonia, Medicare would pay them only $5,000. But 
if the patient got uh, was also treated for COVID-19, they get $13,000. That's right. But if the patient is given a ventilator, they, they're treated for pneumonia, treated for pneumonia, they wouldn't get paid a whole lot more. But if they had COVID-19 and pneumonia and they get a ventilator, it goes up to $39,000. So that's why these hospital administrators are very quick to put COVID-19 on the patient's uh, charts and they clean up with the CARES Act. Now, it was... Um, uh, Senator Scott Jensen that was talking about this on the news back in April of the eight, uh, April 8th on the Ingram angle. And he was criticized by this. And so newspapers did some fact checking. And I'm reading to you from USA Today's fact checking. And they have confirmed these numbers are accurate. It is in uh, the CARES Act. They've checked with John Hopkins, uh, Bloomberg School of Public Health and other places there. And all these people have come back and saying, yes, this is what's going on. And now, why is the government paying more? Here's why. Because these, they believe that the way the government passed the CARES Act, basically, because they're treating patients with a more complicated issue, they deserve more money to treat these patients. And so that's why they're getting that. And that's why these numbers are high. But the problem with that, it, it inflates and misguides us to really how many people have died. So if a patient dies with COVID, but they didn't die of COVID, but if that COVID is on that patient's chart, the, the hospital gets paid more from the CARES Act. They get to draw from that fund. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to. But it gives us a, a misguided feeling of how many people are actually dying from this. Also, too, let me talk to you about cases. There are these things coming out that, that are called false positives. People that have tested positive that actually were not um, uh, positive with it. Now, I normally don't bring things to my radio broadcast that I can't back up with two or three um, pieces of, of credible Things. So please take what I'm going to tell you as hearsay, because that's all it is. I have heard that two preachers took the test in a way just to test this out. They purchased the test, didn't do anything with it except put take it out of its original packaging, put it in the packaging for it to be tested, did not uh, swab their nose or anything like that. They simply sent it in just to see what would happen. And both of these pastors were told they tested positive for COVID. Yeah, you heard me right. They didn't even touch themselves with it. And yet, they had it, uh, tested positive. So it causes you to somewhat suspect some of the information we're hearing. But it bodes well for the Democrats, doesn't it? Oh, be afraid. Be very afraid. This is the game they play a lot. They do this with the environment, don't they? Oh, the sky is falling and, and uh, the ozone layer is crumbling and, and fossil fuels is to blame and humans are to blame and the world's going to end if we don't do this legislation. Be afraid. Be very afraid. So they play the fear 
game, and it's all politics to get about what they are trying to achieve. Now, folks, we have very little time left to vote. And uh, I think I got time to read you some of this. Let me find the file. Oh, bear with me. I had this up just a minute ago of how many people voted in the last election. 132 million people voted in 2016. But another 70 million people were registered to vote but didn't cast their vote in the 2016 election. And so there's so many people out there who do not vote, who are registered to vote. Don't be one of them. Don't be one of them. And even if you're not registered to vote, there are still some states like here in North Carolina where you can go in and and pre-vote. You can do this to, to the 30th. Take your driver's license, register, and vote that, day, that very day. But the clock is ticking. And my prayer every election, and we'll close with this. My prayer for every election is, is this. God, please don't give America what she deserves. Please give her what she needs. I believe that our sin, our national sin, is great before God. And it wouldn't surprise me if God gives us what we deserve. And it will be bitter. It will be painful. It will be destructive to our nation. But I believe that if we stand for righteousness and vote for righteousness and show God that there is still a remnant here and pray and ask God for mercy, I think God can be merciful to us. Give us a little space that we might correct the direction we've been going. Well, that's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.